unicorn cereal. What is it? Where does it come from? Why is it here? You could ask all these same questions about the yearbook sportscast with your host, Doug. Why is unicorn cereal so heavily discounted, making us feel sorry for it? Well, we do know where it comes from. It comes from the Kellogg's company, but it's actually... It's actually different to see a cereal that's not an extension of some other cereal, like Maple Summer Shandy Cheerios, or a cereal that's a movie cross-promote. It's neither of those. Someone apparently just said, how come we've never put a unicorn on one of our boxes and one generic unicorn later, poof, unicorn cereal. This is not an endorsement. It's an important disclaimer. You should know better than that. Who would sponsor this? I mean, in our own church, we're not even nearly as popular as the guy who has a Disney podcast. No one would pay money uh, for this. So, unicorn cereal, it was like three boxes for five bucks. So, we felt sorry for it. And best of all, on the side of the box, you can find out what your unicorn name is. Mine's lame. But the 49er, Sheldon Day, is fancy raindrop mist. You are right in the middle of the IndyCar championship hype. If you hadn't noticed, that's the problem. If you thought the season was already over, that's also the problem. It's been about two weeks since the last race, and it's still more than a week until the next race, which will be the last race of the season, which will decide the points championship. The two weeks off between the NFL playoffs and the Super Bowl generate all kinds of pregame hype, but I think even the NFL would invite backlash and or boredom with three weeks off. They might be pushing it. A lot of rungs down the food chain. IndyCar has three weeks off between its final two races, inviting not even backlash or boredom. It invites forgetting there's still a season. And we were saying this long ago when the schedule was first unveiled. If you wanted to forget that Joseph Newgarden has a tenuous 41-point lead over Alexander Rossi, and the next race points are worth double, and this championship means a ton to both of them, well, three weeks off will certainly do it. Thankfully, maybe, next year's schedule has only a two-week layoff between the last two races, which is still a week too long. But the changes on next year's schedule, over the last three months, there's only six races in three months. Those changes, though, might only be because of NBC's commitment to the Summer Olympics. NBC also broadcasts IndyCar, so you can see the conflict. So maybe things go right back to the way they are now in two years. A new old venue, Richmond, is officially on next year's IndyCar schedule. No more uh, speculation. It's, It's official. Although, that great move came at the expense of also official Pocono, which is now off the schedule. Unless Pocono is literally... Too unsafe for Indy cars. That is not the move we wanted to see. But it is great to see Richmond back, uh, and we're serious about that. We are very interested to see if Richmond is the new St. Louis. St. Louis is currently an Indy car success story, and as you might guess, there aren't very many of those. Steven Starks played college basketball at Drexel University in Philadelphia from 1997 to 2000. Starks was a guard for the Dragons, and freshman year, His media guide bio said about his education, it said, will pursue a degree in biology with the hopes for an appointment to medical school and a career as an orthopedic surgeon, unquote. The next three seasons of his basketball career, Starks' Drexel media guide entry said the exact same thing verbatim. Steven Starks is now an IndyCar executive who is involved in bringing Richmond back and creating the schedule we just finished talking about. The lesson is, don't worry about your major. 
also the lesson is start looking for Starks' replacement because last spring he told Drexel in five years he sees himself either leading a company or starting his own business. Uh, This is the second podcast this week because we apologize. We read a game last week, so the podcast wasn't out on time. Our fault. We sincerely apologize. And, of course, as always, says in the yearbook at Hotmail.com. Says in the yearbook at Hotmail.com to uh, contact us. Says in the yearbook is the full name of the podcast. After being such a wildly unpopular player, is Alex Rodriguez really approaching American treasure status as a baseball broadcaster? I have no idea, no statistics, no nothing. All I know is he is smooth as a broadcaster. His transition worked out better than others. But there's nothing really good about A-Rod the broadcaster. And just in general, Rodriguez still reminds us of the same guy that came off as self-centered and sincere and gun-shy in the spotlight during his playing career. The same guy who was accused of being a phony during his playing career. If he's now an American treasure... So be it. But there are a lot of people who seem to disagree with that assertion, and I certainly don't see any difference between uh, Rodriguez then and Rodriguez now. The Red Sox fired general manager Dave Dombrowski just a year after he guided the team to another World Series win. All of those people who thought they'd never hear Red Sox and another World Series win in the same sentence. The timing of the firing seems weird. So close to that World Series, yet so far from the end of this regular season. And that the Red Sox did not hold a Dombrowski press conference, a farewell press conference, seems weird. But who knows? We certainly won't, at least for a very long time if we ever do. Unless Dombrowski wanted to sell off all of Boston's minor league affiliates for one last big free agent. This seems like what was destined to happen since he was hired. Dombrowski was a strange choice from the beginning because he's always been advertised as a personnel guru, but it mostly hasn't quite worked out that way. It worked out that way in Boston where he won the 2018 World Series, and he also won the 97 World Series with the Marlins. Plus, Dombrowski made the World Series twice more with the Tigers, but he also left the Expos during the season, left the Marlins, was fired by the Tigers, and now it didn't work out that way in Boston. This might get advertised as MLB firing the last of the big-time spenders, and that may be some percentage of it. That may be the vast majority of it, but Dombrowski never became a genius GM, and he wasn't great with farm systems or sustainability. And hopefully this no-press conference thing doesn't become normal. Sports teams need to deal with the media and, by extension, the public. I will something you, mister. (laughs) 